Welcome to the podcast. I'm Logan Pearsall, four-time NCAA Division II champion. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Obviously, video replay is one of the most important tools in diving, and Poolside Live accomplishes that and more with their awesome clipping feature. We can't say enough about it. But also, the one thing I really wanted to mention was how helpful the crew is, whether you're working with Steven or Barry or whoever it might be at Sideline Scout. They're always happy to field any questions, explain things in detail and the ins and outs and why the system works the way that it does. So I encourage you to go to sidelinescout.com, check out what they have to offer. And um, without further ado, here's Logan. All right. So, uh, Logan, uh, I kind of know your story a little bit, but um, yeah. can you just t- take our listeners through kind of just your diving journey, how you got involved, where you are now and kind of the process that took place to get there. Um, yeah, I was a swimmer and, um, I was a pretty good swimmer, but I, I dove during the summer. Uh, we needed some diving points at our, you know, for our summer team. And it just ended up being something that I was pretty good at. So, um, I swam for the YMCA junior year. I started diving club and, um, and it kind of really started picking up. I was, you know, really good at fronts inwards, terrified of backs reverses, um, <laughs> twisters, you know, even in 18 years of diving still are not a good thing for me. Um, so, you know, I dove in high school for club. We didn't have a high school team. So um, we would go to Clarion for districts and then would qualify for state. And um, I had a, a coach that coached me during the summer that would take me to club when he would go to class at St. Bonaventure. So, um, I think I dove like maybe two days a week, you know, junior and senior year, and then went to Salem state university, my freshman year, um, the program got cut like right before the season started. So, um, they still allowed us to have a season, but I had to go to Harvard to practice with Sergey. And, um, so I do that like three or four days a week and, um, then I, I transferred to, um, university of Rhode Island. And, um, didn't, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. Rhode Island was a lot of fun. Um, did not really see a ton of success, uh, that, that freshman year and, um, went home. My grandma got sick and, and my grandma raised me basically. So, um, she got sick with cancer and, um, I, I went home for Christmas and, you know, asked my, my club coach, I, I asked Allison if I could get some diving lessons. And she just, she was a straight shooter. She's like, dude, you look like crap. She's like, you have gotten so bad. And I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I want to transfer. I, you know, I want to be closer to home. And, and so she, she told me, you know, you need to either go to Clarion or Penn state. And, um, I'd already kind of done the dance with, with coach Rovet <laughs> three times, I think three times I was, I was, I was transferring to Clarion. That's, I was set. And then I didn't transfer. And then, I, you know, so he was kind of over me. Um, <laughs> he didn't want to, he didn't want to deal with me anymore. So I, I showed up during spring break. And um, when I showed up during spring break, I, you know, I, I was like 120 pounds in high school. And then I was like 160 pounds when I showed up at his door, you know, he's like this, you're not the same person. So, um, he kind of made me prove myself. I had to go to camp, I had to help with camp and, and dive. And, um, so I, you know, I was very grateful that I got that chance to, to go to Clarion and, um, and I was closer to home, closer to my grandma and my family. So, um, 
then, you know, that was three of the, three of the best years I would, you know, I'd go back in a heartbeat, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was fun. Those were great years. And I, I took a year off from diving, kind of thought I was done. I didn't really have the the best finish, um, losing NCAAs by a couple points, you know, my last event. Um, so I took some time off and then I met some people, um, at an invite in uh, New Jersey at um, it was, I think it was like the instead of spinner invite and I met some masters divers and um, they, they worked for about six months on trying to get me into masters diving. And finally I tried it out and um, it's honestly, it's been the coolest thing. It's, it's a family, you know, I have, I have my clarion family, you know, they're, they're friends, but I consider them family. And now I've got this master's family. So diving, <clears throat> diving has done so much for my life. And, um, and I'm just forever grateful for it. That's cool. So I had yeah. one follow-up regarding like coaching style. You mentioned, um, didn't really have much of a high school coach. Your club coach was a straight shooter. I don't know what was going on over at Rhode Island, but at the same time, what coaching style did you gravitate towards as an athlete? And then how did that shape you for your coaching later in life? Yeah. I mean, I was the type of athlete that, I needed to know where I stand. I'm still the type of person that I need to know daily where I stand. And with Coach Robat, <laughs> you got that. You, <laughs> yeah. you, knew, you knew where you stood. And um, and I, having nicer coaches wasn't really working for me. Um, it, it, it didn't push me. I didn't. I didn't like have to do these harder dives. And so working with Rovat and being told like no, you're, you're doing this. There's no option. You know, you're, you're, you're going to do three hours of, of full outs. And I'm like, all right. So, um, you know, that was, that was the type that I needed, but we also had teammates that, you know, needed to be a little more coddled, you know? So it was cool to see that, you know, I had teammates that were treated completely different than myself. And so, um, when I went out into, into coaching, like that was something that, that I really took, you know, I, I had athletes that I would yell at. I had athletes that I would hug, you know, like you just gotta, you gotta teach or treat every athlete completely different. Um, they're all different individuals and what works for one is, you know, we all know it's not going to work for everyone. So, um, you can't just generalize your coaching. So that's, you know, at Clarion, I really learned that. <clears throat> and, um, and I, you know, I, hopefully I've, I've done that with my athletes. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, you kind of touched on it and we'll, and we'll get a little bit more in depth, <clears throat> excuse me, but walk us through a little bit of your coaching career. You've had, you had an amazing career as an athlete, but you've had just as good of a career as a coach. So can you walk us through, you know, after you finished diving and you were pursuing master's diving, but walk us through some of your coaching accomplishments as well. Cause uh, I'm like, you got to tell us that, tell the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I graduated, I started coaching club up in Connecticut with Marlin diving. And, um, we had, a, you know, we had a bunch of studs that were just, they were great divers, excuse me, um, great individuals. And, um, and it was cool coaching, you know, with Lindsay and, and Dylan, um, Lindsay being, you know, at, I think maybe a two-time Olympic trial finalist. And um, so coaching with them was really cool. And um, after that, I started coaching uh, at Wheaton College. And so I, I think I had like three kids there, um, had a bunch of school records broken and um, 
some NCAA regional qualifiers. And then I went to Pace University mm-hmm. where I had um, three kids go to, to D2 Nationals. And then left Pace. And um, when I was at Pace, I was at uh, Whirlwind Diving, another Connecticut program and um, another great program coaching with with Joe Soma and uh, Adam Vance. They were great coaches to coach with. They, you know, they put the full belief in in me and let me just kind of coach the way I needed to. And um, so then I went out to Colorado and I was there for six years. And um, the team was really small when I got there. It was two or three kids. And I think when I left, it was 16. So, um, you know, I've, I've always kind of lived with that motto of I'll never turn down talent. If I have to have a team of 25 and put in extra hours, um, I, I always will, you know, will go for the talent and, and the ability. And I had athletes come in with, you know, backflips and, you know, just really easy lists, maybe a reverse flip and be all Americans freshman year. And so, um, the, the athletes really bought in. It was, you know, I'm, I'm not the easiest of coaches, but I'm, I'm the type of coach where you know what you get and you're going to get better if you believe. And um, you just, you know, it's, it's cliche, right? Trust the process. But I kind of had a system there and we worked it every day. And I, but I also had kids, you know, my, my first year there, I had a kid, um, Sage D'Ambrosia mm-hmm. and you guys know Sage. And, um, you know, he kind of came in he was like, oh, well, I just want to be a, you know, a college diver and, and have a college experience. And, um, and the kid, you know, he was like, well, I want to go to NCAAs. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to your freshman year. Like that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And, um, and that kind of set the tone for our program because he, he was like, I'm, I'm going to prove to you that I can, that I can go to NCAAs. And he worked so hard and he pushed his teammate Ryan. And, um, and so they really, were the driving forces of that program and just the recruits would come on campus and they're like, this is where I was. This is where I am. This is where I'm going. This is where you're going. Um, and so they, they were great with, with the recruiting. So I had them for two years and, and I just brought in, I don't know, probably like eight kids that first year, um, you know, from bottom to top, like, you know, but I've always, I'll, I always coach everyone the same. I don't care if you're an Amar or, you know, it doesn't matter, but so that was, that was an awesome six years. I think I had like 49 All-Americans, four NCAA champions, uh, national record. Um, you know, we we didn't pull a, a UND like last year, but we were going <laughs> to, um, I think maybe fifth, Sage changed his inward three and a half on his last dive. Um, if he would have just squeezed a little longer. But um, so, you know, we had a bunch of kids come in in, in that program and, um, you know, and hopefully all of them had an amazing experience. You know, I think the school was really cool and um, Colorado is beautiful, but, and then I left there um, after my divorce and, you know, I went to Illinois state and um, had the first conference champion in probably seven years or so. Um, And so she was from France. She's super cool. Had, you know, um, one of Dave's club divers. She was, Cam was really cool. Um, Swim coach was awesome. You know, and that was, she just kind of, I've always been the type where just let me do my thing. Don't, you know, don't bother me. And, uh, 
And so she's just like, here's what you're working with with scholarship, make it work. And um, so I recruited, I, I think they brought in like three girls. One was like the freshman of the year, one conference last year and um, is, is having a great year this year. But, um, you know, having a good swim coach, that was that was really beneficial when I was at Colorado, when I got Jeff, um, he came after two years and he's like, it's your program, man. Like, let me know how I can help, but um, but do your thing. And um so yeah so, That's kind so of my, my story <laughs> i like it man so this this one that we prompted here the decision to transfer from d1 to claire and we kind of touched on that already mm-hmm. yeah but there is one story about sage that i want to <laughs> relive with you because from my perspective it was like okay what just happened i don't remember which year it was but he was doing a full out on three meter and he was way over his toes. I mean, this he, he's going to fall off. He's going to miss the board. Somehow he puts his feet on the board. And now, of course, we're watching it. And it appears like a back hurdle, right? So he's going to go across the pool. And he was so strong. And he figured out a way to get his body vertical on the throw. So that was miracle number one. Then he does this dive. And we were like, I don't know what's going to happen on the bottom. And he just disappeared <laughs> i want to hear from your perspective if you remember that dive because that one is <laughs> seared in my brain with like every accident in the world happened and somehow it was like yeah that was that was probably seven and a half eight <laughs> yeah um that was greensboro yeah. um that was prelims three meter it was his senior year um he, he's landed flat on his back on back two and a half pike on reverse two and a half pike. Um, <laughs> super short on front three and a half. Uh, if it could go wrong, it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to say he was maybe in like 13th place. And I'm like, dude, you've, you've been an all American. Like um, <clears throat> a little, a little backstory with that is his dad, his freshman year um, told me he's like, if he ever acts up, he's like, just hit him. I'll sign whatever, <laughs> whatever you need, just hit him. And I'm like, I'm like, Mr. D'Ambrosia, I'm not, I'm not going to hit your son. He's like, you have my permission. Just do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to hit your son, but like, uh, you know, I, I like the way you think, I guess. And um, so, you know, we're, this is like his sixth dive, I think, you know, in prelim. And I just walked over to him. I've always, you know, he's that type of kid. He was like me. He, the, the, the tough love is what, what really motivated him. And I'm like, dude, you better pull your head out of your butt. I was like, this is, this is going horribly wrong. You're not going to make finals your senior year, your last event. Like your team is counting on you. And, um, excuse me. And so he goes up and he, he steps out of that hurdle. And I just thought, Oh no, like this, maybe that wasn't what I needed to say to him. Like maybe I said the wrong thing. But I've always taught him, like, wherever you're at in your hurdle, when it goes wrong, just circle your arms through. Rovat used to tell me all the time, like, stop making excuses. Just get your arms through as fast <laughs> as possible and set it up. Like, if your arms are through, you're set, you're set up for success. And so he got his arms through, stood it straight up, and it was slow. It was so slow. But it just <laughs> it snapped so hard and wrapped so hard. And he dug, like, nobody's business <laughs> and just snuffed the bottom. And I was like... And I, I literally, I remember, I can, st- I still remember feeling, I felt dizzy. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like that died. And I think it went like eights, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was, it was literally one of the better, one of the best bottoms I've ever seen at division two nationals. Yeah. Um, 
And that says a lot after coaching Amar. And yeah. um, and I just looked, I, I turned around and looked up at his dad. And his dad is just like, like his, he, he, he doesn't know if he's excited, mad, like, you know, and his dad's the same size as Sage, right? It looks just like Sage. So I'm like, oh, I just look at him and I just, you know, mind blown. And, um, and, and then he put, you know, five decent balls in. And so I think he was maybe eighth place going into finals. So, um, yeah, that, that full out saved his life. <laughs> it was it was awesome the way yeah it, i vividly remember the the bottom like you said it was like whoa that's not what we're used to seeing oh, right. especially like with that, that take off yeah like that was not supposed to happen yeah. <laughs> that's awesome oh that's awesome you know so you know kind of taking a step back you've mentioned it a couple times um and i've heard a lot of the ups and downs and been there through some of the ups and downs but can you walk us through your relationship with Coach Rovat, the positives, the negatives, how it helped, how it helped you grow and become who you are and the coach you've become today as well? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, when you think of three years, you don't think that um, that that could have that big of an impact on your life. And um, and I mean, honestly, like I owe that man so much. I was, you know, I transferred twice. Um, I was in a, in a rough place just with, you know, my grandma was so sick. And, and so <clears throat> when he brought me in, like, it was, it was that, that kind of that last chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, I, I had such an interesting relationship with, with Coach Rovat. <laughs> um, you know, I, I tell people stories and then they, they, my athletes would meet him at nationals and they're like, he's the nicest guy ever. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. But like these stories I'm telling you are, are true. And, um, but he, you know, I, I used to call him dad at, at nationals and um, I saw him more. I talked to him more than my own father. So to, to do that, that, that role that he had to take on, you know, he didn't have to, to be as, as I guess, nurturing as he was. Um, I think he just kind of saw that I had potential he saw, you know, that I was a, a good person. Um, and he just kind of ran with that. And, um, I mean, there was, there was definitely days that I left that pool. So happy. There was days I left crying. Um, there was days, you know, I got told that I was going to get kicked off the team. Um, like the relationship with him, just those three years, you know, and then I probably talked to him up until, you know, my current job, um, I probably talk to him every week, you know, multiple times a week or just ask him for advice or, or just, you know, how golf go this week or, um, just like random stuff. But he, honestly, the relationship with him, um, it's, it's the relationship that I want every athlete to have with their coach. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, you know, I, I hope if I ever get Alzheimer's or whatever, like, I hope I still remember my relationship <laughs> with him and, and how important he was to me. Um, but you know, it's not just me. He's been that way with everybody. And, yeah. you know, I think what Heath, what did you guys have? 15 kids on your team? <laughs> Too you know, many. Too like, many. I think. We, yeah. yeah. We, we always had, you know, 15 kids and, yep. and he loved, he loves every single one of them. And, um, I mean, he's just such a cool dude. I can't really, I don't, there's a couple of negatives that pop in my head. Um, <laughs> um, you know, um, but that was usually, usually more of a, a, a Logan 
being stubborn. I'm Rovat being stubborn and nobody winning on that. Um, well, Rovat won all the time. Yeah. Every time. Um, but, you know, there's really no negatives that that man is yeah. he's such a such a cool dude and um you know he's very knowledgeable in the sport but he's but as a person he he cares so much about everybody that comes into his life yeah and um and you know if i'm half the coach that, that he was then, then i'm happy with that yeah absolutely i think even just hearing you talk about it like you know, you mentioned earlier, like he motivated you very differently than he motivated some other people. And I think that it's, it's important to remember. I th I think as I continue to mature and grow you, if athletes can always remember that their coach cares about them and these corrections and the, the, the way that coaches go about it is always from like a place of caring and love and like improvement then you can get through that. And I think there were times where probably you didn't think that. And I know there are probably times that I didn't. And now you look back and it's like, it's why you're able to say like, there really aren't negatives. Cause it's like, he was hard on you or us in that time because that's what we needed. And he either, he knew that's what we needed or he thought that's what we needed. And maybe he missed the mark from time to time, but he, he would never tell us that, but it's like, it, yeah. us. it made us like get better. And like, but at the end of the day, when you're all said and done, you knew it was from a place of like, he cared about us. And that was like the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, he like, it, it was the way he was with his campers, with his, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, his college divers, his, you know, so he, he just had this way of, of interacting with people. I mean, the swimmers loved Rovat and, yep. um, and so it his relationship with anybody that he, that he comes in, in, um, contact with, you know, he's just such a chill dude now. And, um, and I'm like, who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is not coach that like, you know, ripped me apart at five 15 in the morning and told me to get off his darn pool. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, um, I can, I can certainly, I mean, I'm an outsider in this whole situation. You know, Heath and I are good friends and I feel like at some times I feel you know, like an adopted member of team Clarion, you know, but, uh, without a doubt, Rovat has kind of been just a welcoming person to everybody. You're, you're right. If you're important in his life and he is excited about you, he's going to make sure, you know, he's yeah. excited about you. And yeah. now that's such a cool thing to be able to feel, uh, you know, that genuineness from him, yeah. whether it's, you know, you're on in the team or I was a competitor and I felt that mm -hmm. same thing you guys are explaining. So, yeah, I, I think too, like I sit and think about just all the craziness. And like you said, like he, you knew he cared about you and it's like, but he stops into our pool every now and then. And it's like, exactly like you said, when you said your kids would meet him at nationals, like they hear these stories of like, Oh, do, do it again. Do it again. The 10, eight, six practice. Or like, I've told them the stories of you getting kicked out of practice when it came to full out and you did front double full twist. And they're like, what? And it's like, then he comes to practice. And I'm like, Hey, feel free to like give any corrections. You see, he's so nice. Like, <laughs> I watch, I watch one of our, one of our girl divers like struggles. Like she just doesn't hit her last step in the same spot. Every time it's so inconsistent. And I'm like, man, I remember him screaming at me being like, if you can't do that, are you going to, and he just looks at this young lady and he's like, Hey, just make sure you hit your spot. And I'm like, what is this? Where was this whenever I was diving? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you're not getting called an idiot. Like, like I did, you know, like, how does exactly. this not make sense to you? I don't know, coach. I don't know. <laughs> I wish it did like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, right. it's cool.
Yeah. Well, moving moving right along here, uh, Logan, I'm interested your strengths and weaknesses from your own perspective as a diver and as a coach. Um, you know, I think one of my strengths, um, and I think that any of my teammates would agree with this, is I didn't really ever take anything super serious. Um, like I, I would get in the zone when I was at, you know, at big meets. Um, but when we were, we'd be at meets like Akron or, you know, I'm sitting there goofing off with, with, you know, girls that I had to have no idea who they are. And I'm just, you know, making jokes, telling them, you know, you know, you look really pretty and, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, just random stuff. Cause I was always that person that would like, you know, lighten the mood. And, um, and we were always, you know, we'd be standing on three meter, there's, you know, eight, 10 of us. And everybody's usually laughing and that's usually either because I said something stupid or I, you know, so um, I think that was a strength of like, you know, people around were not um, usually super stressed out. And um, I remember like, you know, there were some St. Cloud divers uh, my first year at Houston and we just, we sat on that three meter and warm up and just were laughing so hard on Tuesday. And um and so that was really fun. And I think that as a coach, I try to do that. If I can tell that my kids are stressed out, um, I, you know, Google some dad jokes and I, I tell them <laughs> dad jokes and, um, you know, I, I try not to allow them to get too super serious. You know, there's the time and the place for it. Um, but that, that was something that I've always, I've always used, um, a weakness. I think that, um, while I also was having fun, I internally struggled a little bit just with, um, you know, I always would challenge myself. I'd always put a lot of pressure on myself, um, just to perform a certain way. And, you know, I was that annoying person that I had like note cards in my bathroom, like sticky notes, you know, with goals. And, and so I was always, I was really hard on myself. Um, and so that was, that was a little, that was, I think a negative for myself. Um, cause internally, you know, that's what I did to myself, but you know, you would have, you'd have no idea if you were at a practice with me or, you know, usually I was just joking around and, and getting yelled at for joking around. But, um, so, and then as a coach, you know, I think my, the big one is, um, it's hard not to, to expect that each dive is like, is getting better, you know, like there's just, there's going to be those days that happen where, it's just go through the motions, you know, um, that's something that Rovat used to tell us just, today's not your day, dude, go through the motions, yeah. just get, just get through three of each and and get out. And, um, and there's, there's days you just want your, you, you want to see that instant gratification with, with your diver getting better, but, um, but it's not there. It's, it's not going to be there. It's fun when it is, but, um, so just realizing that as a coach, just, you got to take each part, part by part by part. Yeah. And, um, and if you see that, that correction being made awesome. If not, it's yeah. not the end of the world. There's, there's tomorrow. So, um, so. That's, that's like a tough thing to accept too, as a coach, cause you do want to just see the athletes continue to get better. But I, I almost think when you accept that as a coach, it makes coaching a little less stressful because it's like, Hey, like, <laughs> all right, today's not Heath's day, but land on your head for three of each. And that'll be a success for us. And it's like, I feel like once you accept that and you kind of learn how to deal with the athletes, maybe as the bigger challenge, like coaching gets a little less stressful for you. Have you found that yeah. throughout your career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's at the end of the day, you don't want to be stressed out because if yeah. you, if you're stressed out, your kids are stressed. So, yeah. um, you know, there was, it's just trial and error, 
you know, you got to try different things that work. And um, if it works, awesome. Write it down in your book. If not, throw it out. Yeah. So it's awesome. So now this is like always my favorite question to ask people to get to be a part of like something kind of bigger than themselves. We have asked the St. Cloud divers, the IU divers, the Miami divers. Talk a little bit about what it meant to you and means to you to be a part of that clarion diving legacy that has just been from Don Lee's to hopefully continuing forward. But what does that mean to you? I mean, when I got to clarion, it wasn't really something that I thought about. Um, you know, I knew, I knew clarion had a good program, you know, I didn't know how good. Um, and so just to be a part of that and know that like I was able to, to put my mark on that, um, that was really cool. But knowing that people before me built and, and helped with the opportunity that I had and, um, the, the clarion diving legacy, it's just, it's, everyone has their moment in college, but it clearing such a special place, you know, you step on day one and you are a part of a family. I mean, there's, there's people that when you go to a golf outing or they know who you are and they're, you know, they maybe graduated 30 years before you <laughs> and, um, and they're, they're involved and, um, and everybody, you know, usually checks in or, you know, everybody's friends on Facebook. And so they'll, they'll send something like, I've never met you, but you know, you're part of this clarion program that that was such a, a substantial part of my life. And um, I mean, 40, he had what coach had 49 national champions or 48. Something stupid. Um, and then, and then Don, <laughs> you know, coach Lee's had, you know, a, a ton. I don't know, yep. probably 30, yeah. 40. Yep. Um, so to have, you know, over just over 50 national champions is incredible, let alone yeah. when you have one coach that's able yeah. to do that. But that program, um, it's certainly easy to use that with recruiting. I would hope <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, it certainly, worked, certainly worked with us. <laughs> it definitely helps. Yeah. It definitely helps being like, Hey, here, you get to come be a part of this. And I, and I think it's fun. Like, and I think it's interesting that you talk about it because I do think a lot of the athletes when they're in it, and I'd be curious actually to see if Aaron kind of felt like this at St. Cloud when you're in it, you don't really know it, a, notice it a ton. Like, I think I only really knew about it because Ken was my high school coach, but you don't really think about it. And I can kind of see some of our athletes. I, you're actually going to be getting a phone call here soon, Logan. Um, I gave them all homework assignments. They had to pick a former national champion and they had to find okay. out what their what their accomplishments were, and then they're gonna call you and interview, interview you. you. <laughs> and so, um, it's just been a fun like experience to see these kids learn about the history of the program and be like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't know this, and and I think like you said, it's just cool when you go back and you see someone from thirty years ago, and it's like, "Oh, like I know who this person is because their name yeah. was up everywhere." Yeah, I mean, you you see these names all you would see them all around Tippin, and um, when you put a face to the name, it was really cool. Yeah. You know, your because coach usually would reference different people at, at various points and tell us a story or whatever. So, you know, um, you know, we've got a, a ton of fun stories about Sutton, and um, <laughs> so you know, those those people are really cool to to see them, and um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a special place, that's yeah. for sure. And uh, just for the record, I, I definitely didn't feel or know it as I was going through at mm -hmm. St. Cloud with our own history, but I was kind of that small fry on the yeah. block. And I was just like, put your head down, work hard. No one cares. You are barely 
good enough to be here. So just keep going, <laughs> keep going. And then now hindsight, it's like, Hey, that was, that was pretty cool. That's a really special place. And obviously Clarion, you know, kind of tops the charts over there in division two. So, um, so Logan, really curious on this one. What is your favorite part of the sport of diving? Um, you know, it's kind of talking about what we were just talking about with the, uh, with the Clarion stuff, with diving. Like if you go to a, an age group meet, um, the kids are really cool with each other. They're, they're they have fun. Um, you watch any other sports they're they're competitive, but they don't have that opportunity to like, you know, spend two hours at an open warm up. you know, in line, getting to know somebody from across the country. So, um, so that was, that's been really cool. Uh, diving, my favorite part is just the people that it's brought into my life. Um, you know, I've got, I've got friends from Germany and from, you know, so it's really cool that I have all these friends from all over. Um, we did a social in, uh, in Budapest, we did a international social at our Airbnb there. And, you know, there's probably a hundred people from all over the world. And, um, and, and what do we have in common? Probably nothing except diving. <laughs> and, you know, like somebody's probably a doctor, a lawyer, a, a coach, a, you know, but we all have this love of diving. And so just to bring all these, these people together, I think that's an awesome part. So um, that's always been since I started uh, diving, that's always been my favorite part. Couldn't that's agree awesome. more. <laughs> that's awesome. And then uh, before we get to our signature questions, um, how has the transition been for you to go from college coaching to now club and high school coaching? What has that transition been like? What are some of the the pitfalls? What are some of the fun things for you? And what's your thoughts on it up to this point? Um, I mean, it's been fun. Um, you know, I, I started coaching club. That's how I started um, with coaching. And um, so to now kind of take that step back, I, I left college coaching just like, I want, I was getting burnout. COVID definitely didn't help. Um, but I, I wanted to start stepping back and, and, you know, as I was recruiting kids, I would look at some kids and I'm like, their fundamentals are just not there. And, and me as a coach, like when I coached college, my first four weeks usually is like all lineups, jumps and drills. And I mean, most you're going to do is a standing front dive. And, um, Am I like the best with technique? Probably not, but that's, you know, I put an emphasis on it. And I always, when we would go to nationals, I would always have um, judges comment on how the CMU divers were always, you know, technically sound. And um, so I, I was like, I want to get back into coaching club and high school. And, and these kids need, you know, the Lubbock divers were lucky with, with having Penny, you know, she did a great job. And, um, and, uh, you know, they've had a lot of good divers come out of here, uh, considering we're kind of over here in West Texas, we don't have a ton. Um, we're not in Dallas where we've got six clubs and, you know, all these opportunities for belts and trampoline and all this stuff. Um, so we just, you know, it's, it's fun to get back in, into the basic, the, the foundation of the sport. And, um, and I think that's what I've really enjoyed is just taking it back. Like my favorite part of season is, is it begin when, when we get to just take everything back to basics and um, I mean, <clears throat> coaching a front three and a half or this summer I was coaching front four and a half back three and a half um, with one of our divers that um, goes to A&M. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was fun, but I also 
like having a kid understand how to put hands on the lineup um, and and just seeing that lineup progress from this just ugly thing (laughs) to just a good front lineup or, you know, and then you see it progress to a front dive and and, and so on. Um, That's, that's a fun part of the sport to watch and um, nothing with our sports instant. And so um, it's, it's fun to take that step back and and watch um, the growth of each athlete. Absolutely. My audio was a little weird there, just from my perspective. I'm not sure if it was for you guys, but I stayed quiet. Hopefully we got the whole answer through there. Yeah, um, yeah you're but good. We're going to, okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. We're going to move into our signature questions here. We don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like an opportunity for growth. You know, you're either winning or you're learning. So from that perspective, what would you say is your favorite failure? Um, You mean just personally? It could be, yeah, it could be personally, it could be diving, it could be really anything life related. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with diving, like thinking of with failure, like the one that sticks out is losing nationals by a couple points. Right. Um, but that, that taught me so much. Um, just that one moment, you know, I still remember that, that moment, like it was yesterday and like, <clears throat> I lost my, I don't know, three points maybe. Um, and I went, I didn't hang my head. I didn't really have a reason to, it wasn't my day. Um, I did that to myself and, you know, I went over to that, to that guy and and, and just waited till he was done celebrating and, you know, shook his hand and whatever. And, um, and I just, I didn't think it was a big deal. And my, my, you know, my dad came over and my dad's not a affectionate person. And, um, my dad kissed me right on the lips and was like, I've never been more proud of you. You know, um, he's like seeing you lose. And knowing how much that killed you to like, you went up above that and, and just rose above and made sure to congratulate him. And, you know, um, cause we've all seen poor losers and mm-hmm. it's, that's something that like, I'll never have one of my athletes. I'll never accept that. Um, yeah. you, you have to win with class. You have to lose with class. And, um, <clears throat> so that one moment just really, while it seems like a failure moment, um, it taught me so much just that one moment. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, failure is never like you're saying this, it's not bad. Um, it's, it's, it's that chance to grow and it's that chance to learn. Um, but it's also, there's people watching you. So it's that chance to, to show other people how to act in that moment of failure. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're all role models with everything we do, whether we, we see it or not. And that's showing our kids that they're role models. You know, I had to have this talk with one of my seventh grade girls. Um, you know, she's been diving for a while, but she's in middle school and, and she just came up to middle school. So she's got all these seventh and eighth grade kids that look up to her. She's, you know, does front two and a half. She does inward one and a half. She does reverse one and a half. Like she's a talented 12 year old kid, mm-hmm. but she, she has that, she's in that rough place um, where these kids look up to her and all of her actions. And so, you know, her first time she just lost for the first time um, two weeks ago and, and kind of went through that process with her. Like we, we lose with class, like you're happy for your friend that won. And um you know, might kill you on the inside, but you, you do the right thing and, and never take somebody's glory from them because you yeah. want to have a weak moment. So. Yeah. I, I like what you, uh, what you had to say there. And that kind of goes to the sport of diving that you mentioned previously, you know, it, it probably ripped the heart right out of your chest when, you know, it was just a couple of points, but 
knowing that that other person probably was, you know, working hard and, and they wanted their moment and they got their moment. It just says a lot that you were able to congratulate them in knowing, you know, you had worked insanely hard to, to be in their position. And um, so that's, that's pretty big. I like that. Um, we always ask wherever, whatever diving Avenue you come from, um, how can they improve? You come from a whole lot of different backgrounds. We took this one <laughs> from the NCAA perspective. So from, from that perspective, what would you say the NCAA can do to improve? You know, I think with, with diving, um, the NCAA could, could certainly help, um, coaches just, you know, we're seen as just a dive coach, um, and, and we're paid as such, you know, I think that the, the big thing with a lot of coaches, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that get out of college coaching because of the pay. And, you know, you can, you can coach club and make more money and you can do this and make more money. So we, we have a lot of coaches that leave the sport um, from the, the collegiate level because the money is just not there. And when you're putting, I mean, we all know how much time coaches put in yeah. um, when it's, it's not worth it to, to be away from your family that much for, for that. Um, I think it would be cool to, to continue seeing growth in, in the sport of diving, um, Overall, I think D2, D3, like I, I heard a couple of years ago, the thought of doing synchro, I think that would be a cool, you know, a cool mm -hmm. event. Um, just figuring out ways to make dive coaches more marketable for their, their, um, their university. If, you know, the NCAA can, can definitely help with that. Um, I, I've enjoyed seeing some of the, some of the different developments coming through. Is it the PDCA? Um, yeah. Yep. You know, I think it's cool to see all these coaches coming together, um, mm -hmm. wanting to make everyone else better. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's good. I think that the NCAA could, could do that and, um, and kind of run with, with their model and, and continue to, to make these coaches better. Um, we've got a lot of really great coaches, but I think that we've, there's different universities that they have coaches that um, are a little green that need to, um, just learn a little more doesn't make doesn't make them a bad coach i just think mm -hmm. your learning never stops and the ncaa could definitely help with that yeah yeah that's a good that's a good one um you know favorite drill this can be from the coach or athlete perspective it could be dry land or water but favorite drill to do um i think one of my favorite i have two favorites um one of them is a hurdle drill where they're double bouncing um and they're they're swinging up and getting their knee up and so you're doing like double bouncing knee ups. Um, that one is, is really fun. Um, and then we have one where um, I used to have a friend from Scotland come and help me during Christmas training. And she would always come with different drills. She used to be um, the, I think the Scottish national team coach um, for a couple of years. And she brought this drill and it's just like a hurdle drill. It's just on the end. You're just, you're bouncing, swinging your knee up and then bringing your leg back. And it's just working that rhythm. Um, and then you, you incorporate your hand, your arm swing into it. Um, and it's just really at the end of the board, everything needs to be in timing. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just a timing drill. That's a lot of fun. And, um, Kids get really confused at first, but then it becomes one of their favorite ones. <laughs> That's awesome. So best advice you have either given or received. Um, one of the best things I ever heard from coach Rovat was um, whether you win or lose, you know, like if you have the best meet of your life and you still lost, you cannot be mad. <laughs> yeah. Like 
you know, you have to be happy that you had a good meet and somebody just rose to the occasion more. And so that I've always taken that just, and and you can generalize that through life. Um, It's not just in the sport of diving, but you know, you, you can have the best interview and somebody just was better than you. And you like, it's just, it's fine. Like you always, you want to build everyone up around you. So allowing somebody to be better than you is, is okay. Um, And so him teaching me that, you know, I think that was like probably sophomore year of college and and that, that stuck with me for, for all these years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great piece of advice. It's like, I still say that to the athletes that I coach. It's like, Hey, if you have your best meet and someone beats you, can you really be upset? Right. You just got to live with it. Um, (laughs) And then who would you like to hear us interview next? Um, I think I I texted you. I think it would be cool. Um, Carla Helder at WPU. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, she's a good friend of mine and she's, she's so knowledgeable in the sport. Um, and I think, you know, Carla, right. So, um, she's just, she's just a big old bank of knowledge with diving and, um, uh, and in life, she's such a cool person. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, the last question I've been asking, we don't have it on here is what question aren't we asking that we should be? Um, Gosh, you got me on that one. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I think that, you know, they're, they're great questions. Um, I love the NCAA question um, because everybody thinks differently. So um, yeah, I don't think that there's questions that, you know, that you're not asking. So and it's cool to just hear all these people's experiences. And, yeah. and so, um, yeah, I don't think that there's ever a bad question. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before Aaron does our send off, um, you know, thank you for coming on Logan. I love getting to catch up with you. Honestly, we don't do it as much as we probably should. And that's probably part of my, (laughs) honestly, it's probably more my fault than anybody's, but honestly, some of my best days are like whenever that group chat that we have just kind of pops off and, uh, (laughs) everybody's just talking and catching up. And I'm just, I'm just so happy to see you're, you're loving what you're doing and you're doing awesome at it. So thanks for joining us this evening. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah, you got it. So hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. Again, go to divingpod.itemorder.com. That's uh, got those t-shirts and hoodies for sale. Enter dive pod at checkout. That gets you free shipping. I just wanted to say thank you to Logan as well here. I always get to see Logan in the game face mode. Um, I was uh, an official a couple of times when he was coaching at Colorado Mesa and I'm kind of like in this interesting space where it's like, dang, I would really have loved to get to know you more, to hang out with you outside the pool more. Cause like I, I, I got game face Logan and I was like, man, he's, he was a really good diver. He's really intimidating. His kids are really good. This is, this is kind of intense. And, um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed tonight and I appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time.